Ain't nobody gonna hand you nothing. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no championship. Ain't nobody gonna hand you no title. So this is my year. I end. This is my year. Listen to me. Say, be phenomenal. This is it. I want you to chant it out. This is it. Be phenomenal or be forgotten. One, two, three. Be phenomenal. Be forgotten. Welcome to the Southern Blitz College Football Podcast. Buckle up as we preview the biggest college football games across the South, along with your top five matchups of the week. Here are your hosts, Jordan Wallace and Drew Waddell. Welcome into the Southern Blitz and a happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, well, I guess it depends on when you're listening. Maybe it's just a happy Wednesday, but either way, we hope it's happy. Uh, we're going to get into our normal stuff. We're going to talk about uh, my big three bets of the week. That will, again, be at the end of the pod, so you better stay stay tuned for that. Again, against the spread, I am 15-6 and six on the year, so if you want to make some money, stay tuned. Uh, before that, though, we're going to break into some big news on a couple of SEC coaches go through our stock up and stock down, recap the big five games, and roll through our Ask the Librarian before previewing the next week for the Big 12 at SEC. So, Drew, you know, I think I think you and I both like to say that our Thanksgiving thing is we're very thankful for our fans that have listened to us over the last few months. Um, now, we're going to ask for one thing more. Just if you are a listener of the pod, Holiday special, do us a favor, share the pod with one person. Everybody that listens is responsible for getting one extra person to listen to the pod this week. Again, we, we've been having a blast doing it. We'd love to expand it. Yeah, so. we're definitely at a point where we have got some great listeners week to week, Jordan. But we want to expand this thing, guys. We want to reach some great fan base. I heard from a Kansas State fan this week. We hear from people down in Texas, all over the South. So, I mean, we're excited to expand the pod, help us do that. And, hey, Jordan, you know – the college football playoff standings came out tonight, and I, and I kept looking at my screen. We, where was Arkansas and OU, man? We won, this, <laughs> we, 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 we won this week, man. I thought that we'd be creeping in, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe I was wrong. Very underrated, obviously. <laughs> That's right. The committee That's right. got too caught up on those five losses that both teams have. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if Clemson can make it. Yeah, oh. right. Surely. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let's uh, let's dive into the news. So, again, a couple big pieces of news coming out about two SEC coaches. Uh, we'll start with the – well, honestly, the one that will take less time. But Mark Stoops just uh, got a new contract from Kentucky, signed it for $8.6 million a year for a basketball school, Drew. Basketball school. Mm-hmm. And he makes more than uh, Cal Perry now, by the way, Jordan. He makes more than oh. Cal Perry just – just slightly, and uh, hey, should we? You know, do you think Mark Stoops? Do you think he's going to send like just a card to Nebraska? I think he'll send like a gift basket to, to Nebraska for this raise this year, or what? What do you think he'll do, Jordan? What, what do you think he'll? I, what do you think he'll do? You know, I don't know how petty of a person Mark Stoops is, but I would love for him <laughs> to send a send a card to Calipari and just say, "Thanks for letting me coach at a basketball school." <laughs> Hey, hey, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for your you were born on third base, but not me, bud, not me. <laughs> well, and, and and for those that didn't catch when Stoops actually signed the contract extension, um, he signed it the day before Kentucky went and lost to mm-hmm. Vanderbilt, um, giving the AD a little bit of buyer's remorse on on that whole deal. Yeah, that we texted about Jordan transparency in this deal was kind of concerning. Um, if I'm a Kentucky fan, this kind of wears on me a little bit. Um, I, I think it's just safe to say, you know, coaches' contracts are getting insane. I mean, they really are. When a guy – I'm not I'm not dogging Mark Stoops because I love Mark Stoops, but in a year where he loses to Vanderbilt, underachieves with a supposed, you know, you know first-round draft pick, and he's getting a raise to $8.6 million a year at, at a school like Kentucky. I mean, what are the numbers going to be like in three years, Jordan? I don't, I don't know, but if, if Mark Stoops is making $8.6 million, should Nick Saban be making twenty twenty five? dollars That's exactly. So, uh, economy of scale tells you that we're going to be at like $50 million within 10 years. <laughs> yeah. so I, don't, I don't even know what to say. I mean, well, I don't. It's, it's concerning. Well, 
And, and, and talking about those those numbers getting thrown around, obviously our, our other coach we got to talk about is Lane Kiffin because there was a report that came out from a local Mississippi uh, sportscaster saying that it's a, basically a done deal. Lane Kiffin's going to leave the team on Friday. For those of you that don't know, um, Ole Miss and Mississippi State play on Thursday this week on Thanksgiving Day. So Friday would be after the regular season ends. Um, but the report said he was going to leave the team on Friday to head to Auburn to become the next head coach of uh, of the Tigers. Yeah, it, you know, this. First of all, I saw a, a local, or not a local sports guy, but a national sports guy. He said we're not worthy of Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's Twitter game uh, because <laughs> if if you, if you missed it Monday night, the back and forth was just unbelievable uh, for Kiffin. But yeah, really strange. Now this guy who did supposedly break the news also broke the news of Kiffin – or, sorry, of, of Cohen, the Mississippi State Athletic Director, going to Auburn. So, I guess the guy's not completely out of his league. But uh, Kiffin was quick to respond with his own uh, tweet. You should go look up on the internet. It's he kind of went back and forth less there. But, anyway, today, as it stands, Tuesday, Kiffin, supposedly the rumors are that he has reaffirmed his uh, allegiance that will be announced uh, as an extension in the coming days. But we'll believe it when we see it, Jordan. It is Egg Bowl week, and uh, we'll see what happens. But the, the rumors were, I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think $11 million a year for like seven years or something like that. So, yeah. Again, insane numbers. And, and, you know, based on what we've seen recently, the, the numbers weren't that all, all that surprising to me. But, you know, if, if – legitimately comes out and again if for those that missed it he's on twitter making fun of this reporter telling him nice sources yada 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 giving him a crap about the whole thing if kiffin goes and does all of that still leaves Ole miss to go to auburn on friday i mean that's mm. that's a bad look and it, it's lane kiffin so it's not going to be uh, tennessee fans are saying you know wouldn't surprise us um well and jordan he, he did it to them already yeah, and I'll ask you this, too. So, let's think about the other side, okay? So, Auburn plays Alabama in the Iron Bowl on Saturday, which may seem like a, a seemingly insignificant game where, you know, with where Auburn has headed this, this past year. But, listen, they've got a chosen son, Cadillac Williams, is coaching that game on Saturday. Are they really going to announce a new coach on Friday before yeah. – a chosen son in Cadillac Williams coaches a incredible. I mean, honestly, I can't Jordan, see let's, it. Yeah, that's not let's good cut, for team morale by any means. Yeah, and let's cut out the BS. I mean, you know, at some point, football still has to mean something from a history standpoint, tradition. And a guy like Cadillac coaching in a game that probably means more than anything he has ever done in his career, they're really going to supersede guy. I mean, I just can't see it. I can't see yeah. it. I'm with you. And so we'll see how this plays out. Hey, this time of year. It, with coaching uh, carousel and the portal opening up soon, boy, we're left with any uh, any lack for drama. But I will ask you this, Jordan, and we've, we've said this the past couple weeks, but I think the question, you know, bids itself, is Auburn at this point really that much better of a job than Ole Miss? Is it really? I, I don't think so. You know, I've I've had other SEC fans argue with me on that, on that point and say, yes, Auburn is – definitely a better job I, I get that Auburn has a little bit more on the you know backing side they've got more money yada 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 but I, I just don't see Auburn as a better job right now because you it's similar to Texas in the sense that they've got too many boosters that have their hands in that ring and they're just you know honestly messing things up but with Texas you know at least they have just the backing of a huge state and a whole lot more money than than Auburn does um, but again, Texas still manages to mess up their top five recruiting classes every year. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just, uh, I, I don't know. Lane Kiffin's the man at Ole Miss right now. He's got him going in the right direction. I don't, I don't see Auburn being a good job for him, but yeah, again, yeah. that's, that's not my, not my job to make that decision. So, well, and there's one thing lurking in the background and his name is Jimmy Sexton, my friend, and uh, <laughs> he's, he's making everybody money. That's, we'll leave that's it fair. There. We'll leave it at that. Well, let's jump into uh, last week's top five picks. Uh, it was not the not the sexiest slate of games because we had to put two Pac-12 games in there. So we'll we'll run through those first. Obviously, USC UCLA hurt. 
UCLA had a chance down the stretch, Drew. Had a chance to – I mean, one, I picked UCLA, you picked USC, so it would have been a nice win for me. But two, man, I, I, I would just be happy to see Lincoln Riley lose a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, it was a good game. Uh, even you admitted that Caleb Williams is probably the ba- best quarterback in the nation, which he is. So Yeah. Um, but uh, great game. I didn't make it for the very end, but – USC placed themselves in position to do some things here at the end. We'll talk about that more later. But anyway, yeah, that's all I'll say about that one. Yeah. Well, they might have an upcoming date with, with Oregon. I mean, Oregon, Oregon, mm-hmm. Utah, Oregon controlled the majority of that game. Utah rallied uh, late. But, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it was a good game, honestly, down the stretch. I, I can't say that I stayed up and watched the second half because, I mean, who did? I, it was a 9.30 kickoff. I, I'm not staying up that late. Well, and the only thing I'll say about USC, because I know we don't have a whole lot of Pac-12 listeners here, but, you know, if I'm comparing a team like USC and TCU at this point, okay, USC's got Notre Dame this week, and they're probably going to play Oregon. So there's a lot to, to happen for their resume in the next two weeks, which is – TCU has got Iowa State this week. Eh, not great. And then they can be good. But uh, USC's got some resume building uh, potential wins here that they could really help themselves with. It could get very interesting here down the stretch for sure. Well, but again, down the stretch is all USC has because if you look at the rest of their schedule, That's it's right. embarrassing. It is embarrassingly bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they played two teams that were worth anything, and they lost to one of them. Yeah. And and the, the team yeah. they beat was with a final last minute touchdown to win it over Oregon State, which is, you know, not a whole lot to write home about. But yeah, no doubt. I'm not. No doubt. I'm not going to go off on a rant on on USC right now. So yeah, yeah. Let's let's uh let's talk about Texas Kansas. Drew, you took the Jayhawks to upset the Longhorns. They came up <laughs> just a little bit shy. <laughs> just a, just a hair, Jordan. Just a hair. I I think I texted you. Saturday night because, you know, we had some other things going on Saturday, but I was keeping up with the games. and I, I, I was just astonished at the score, man. I mean, I, I just didn't see it coming, you know, in Lawrence. I mean, it just it just really – it really shocked me. Uh, but, uh, you know, honestly, that's been Texas this year. It's been a little bit of Kansas too. But, boy, kind of reverted back to old times, right? Kansas just getting their, their face beat in by superior, you know, potential Big 12 opponents. But, anyway – you know, good win for Texas. They needed to win it. Um, bad, bad game by by Kansas. And, uh, yeah, I definitely failed on this pick for sure. Yeah, it, it, Texas is a tough team to pick regardless. I mean, that that's a team that can go in and lose to Texas Tech, come out, blow out OU, blow out Kansas, lose to Oklahoma State. I, I mean, they're, they're very up and down. And that's that's been their motto for the past decade has just been inconsistency. Um, yeah. But regardless, we're going to talk about them a little bit more later. So uh, Georgia, Kentucky, uh, closer. I think we both expected that to be more of a blowout. And Kentucky was – they were right in that game. They kicked a field goal with about – trying to remember, about four minutes left that would have made that a one-score game. And at that point, Georgia's offense could do nothing on the Kentucky defense. So Kentucky had all the momentum, but then they shanked that field goal try and – at that point, they, it was game over. They lose by 10. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, props Kentucky, they fought, um, but uh, not enough. And, boy, that that field goal was pretty pretty ugly, Jordan. Pretty yeah. ugly. Yeah, no, it was, it was not close. It was not close. <laughs> it wasn't. Hey, and they had some sad Kentucky fans. Boy, they had some – I had some folks that were not uh, not happy about that one. Not happy. Not not happy about that eight point six million they're spending. <laughs> not not quite. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Well, uh, I, I mean, I think the biggest game of the week was that TCU Baylor game. That was that was exciting. I thought, and again, you picked TCU. I had Baylor, and I should have been right, Drew. I should have been right. Um, for those of you that did not catch the end of the game, you really you really should go watch the highlights because I, I honestly couldn't tell you what the heck TCU was doing. Um, you know, they had 19 seconds left, no timeouts left, and they're on the Baylor, you know, 25-yard line or so, and they call a running play. Running back picks up about five yards or less, and then it's fourth down. And so they have to sprint off the offense and sprint on the kicking team 
get lined up. The kicker didn't get to take his normal steps. He just had to go run, stand there. They snapped the ball, and he kicked it, and he happened to drill it. Uh, I mean, kudos to him. But at the same time, what are you doing coaching-wise? I, I just – I don't understand what Sonny Dykes is thinking there because if Baylor had thought about it in the moment – again, TCU is subbing in, Drew. When the offense subs, the defense gets a chance to respond. They could have mm. just subbed right there, and that ref would have had to stand would have to stand over the ball, and and hold play and let Baylor sub. And by that point, the, the clock would have run out. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I don't understand what you're doing there if you're TCU. Yeah, it was you know Sunny Dykes after the game. He said that's a little bit dicier than 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 I like it. And I'm like, dude, we all have we we have way different definitions of dicey than you. Sonny, I'm like, holy cow, man. I mean, I I don't know, but he, but he brought on the situation, Drew. Yeah. Again, it was, there was not, the clock was not running before this play. Yeah. It was an incompletion. So the clock's not running. He decided to call a running, I I just, I don't know what the thought process could have even been. Well, if you watch the running back after the play, like he kind of gets up and he, but he's not really like, he's not really in a hurry. And then all of a sudden, he just dead sprints off the field as fast as he can. You know, in my head, I'm like, oh, well, they've got, they got a timeout. They're going to spike it. And I'm like, wait, they can't spike it. You know, they don't have a timeout. And, and uh, honestly, you know, Drew, that's, the, that's what I thought, too. I think the, the only thing that makes sense to me is that Sonny Dykes called that running play with the intention of spiking it and then realized, oh, it's fourth down. I can't yeah. spike the football. That's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah. And if that's the case, kudos to the kicking team for being Johnny on the spot and getting out there and making it happen. Well, not just that. Not, and also not being uh, false and not having a false start, too. I yeah. mean, you know, a false start or something like that. A false start ends the game. You know, yeah, ends the game. And, and, I mean, it just reminds me, too, though. And, and, again, I told you last week, I said, I'm not betting against TCU anymore because they're just like this freaking weird team of destiny right now. And uh, that just proved it even further on Saturday. So, I – Hey man, the horde frogs—they keep rolling. Eleven and zero. Wow, eleven and and, up. and and thanks to that win, Drew, you have tied it up. We are both thirty-six and twenty-four, and, and I'm not even surprised at this point. I'm not even surprised. Just like we planned it. Yeah, Just that we're going to be tied. Like we going, going into the final week. So hey, yeah, all you people, uh, all you people that we told to share the podcast at the beginning. I mean, this this is reason to share it right here. This is big time drama. Big time drama coming into the final weeks here, folks. Come, come on, be jump some, in. Some serious emotions invested in who wins between <laughs> you and I on the on the top five. <laughs> yeah. People are, are dying over this. So oh, on the edge of their seats, on yeah. the edge of their seats, no doubt. Well, no doubt. Besides the top five games, obviously we had other games going on. Um, uh, you know what? I'll start this week out, Drew, with a little bedlam talk. Uh, OU getting a much needed morale boosting win, and and. Bowl eligible win. That's mm-hmm. right. The Sooners are going bowling. Um, <laughs> one of the stranger games I've seen, though, because OU came out on absolute fire and just right down the field on Oklahoma State. Couple interceptions. They were getting tons of pressure on on Spencer Sanders, and it was twenty eight nothing at the end of the first quarter. And this mm-hmm. game was done. It was twenty eight to three at the half. I, and all of that being said, oh, you had two red zone turnovers in the first half as well. So they could have done even more damage. Mm-hmm. And then the offense never left the locker room at halftime, apparently. So <laughs> e- even even with all that, so the, the first half, oh, you just didn't get to third down. I mean, first down, second down, they, they had another first down or a, or a touchdown. They just drove right down the field every time. Um, but between last week and this week, OU is two for 25 on third down, which is outrageously bad, Drew. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look totally. at, you look at Dylan Gabriel as a quarterback and he's very average. He's, he's one of those guys that you have to, I, I think it's why he runs the hurry up is because he is just so inconsistent. He has to be in a rhythm and, and his defense, OU starting center had to have surgery. This was the first game he's missed, but he's out for the year. Andrew Ray, mm-hmm. for, for those that don't know, and the snaps were all over the place on Saturday, um, which, again, when you're running a timing-based offense, does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll give him a little credit there. But then, regardless, OU in the second half drove nine drives. Now, 
if your offense isn't working, I mean, what do you when you're up twenty eight to three at half? What is your first goal in the second half? The main goal? Yeah, to come out and put the pedal down, man. Put, man. put it down. Put it away. Or at the very least, run the clock. Right? Yeah, run the clock. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Well, OU had nine drives, a lot of which were three and outs. Almost all of them. Their longest drive, Drew, was a minute and twenty seven seconds. In nine drives, it did just they continued to run the hurry up and continue to go three and out, and you let a team get back in the game. Um, again, Gabriel was one for 11 for three yards in the second half, yeah, after throwing for over 250 in the first. It just a tale of two halves, it was bizarre, but you know what? Credit to the defense that is a defense that in their first seven Big 12 games had a combined six sacks, they had six sacks on Saturday alone to go with four interceptions Um, rough outing for Spencer Sanders. But I mean, he was under pressure every single play. I don't, I don't know how you did it. They just turned the light switch on, on the pressure and you know, it doesn't hurt when Oklahoma state has a fairly crummy offensive line, but again, 19 drives on the game for Oklahoma state and, and OU held, held them to 13 points. So yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe the Brent Venables defensive era is starting. Well, maybe so, and a good game plan. And then also, you know, you catch Oklahoma State on their heels a little bit, too. And so, yeah. uh, it, you know, it, regardless of what happened in the second half, uh, it was a, a great win for OU. And we laugh. You know, we were talking about how Arkansas and OU are extremely intertwined, whether we like it or not this year. But we literally played the exact same game as yeah. well on Saturday and night. Home, home game against a ranked <laughs> opponent. Both teams won, and and I think in the Arkansas game went very similar. Very. I mean, we, you know, we come out first half, Arkansas fans know. I mean, you're sitting there, you know, we get up, you know. I mean, at one point, we were just absolutely running away with the game, right? And uh, it was, I mean, I can't even remember what it was at half. I think it was was 42-6, to I think, at one point, wasn't it? It was 42, yeah, it was 42-6, to but at half, it was like, anyway, 31-6 to or something like that. And we were just rolling, man, and. Great half by KJ, um, you know, and of course Rocket Sanders had a had a career night as we know, um, but you know, and Sam Sam mentioned this after the game. Much like OU, we come out and literally we scored a touchdown to begin the half. So Jordan, I'm sitting there and Rocket Sanders scores a touchdown. We go up, you know, forty one to six or whatever it was, forty two to six. Sorry. And I, you know, I'm fired up. I'm like, hey, here we go, man. The 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 foot is on the throat. Hang a hundred on them. Yeah. And, and you, yeah, and I'm I'm ready to hang a hundred, man, because I freaking hate Ole Miss. So I mean, that's a rival, you know. And I and I'm sitting there texting friends, and I'm like, this is it, man. We're about to run the score up and blah blah blah. And then you see that we had a play where an Ole Miss defensive lineman kind of threw a you know impromptu what it looked like a punch, and I'm like, oh man, this is it. we're about to absolutely put the hammer down, you know, at this point, and. Uh, we tanked, man, and, and Sam said it uh, in the post game. He said, "I took the gas off too fast," and he did because what ensued was Ole Miss goes up to score twenty-one straight points, and it's forty-two to twenty-seven. So actually, that that touchdown that happened at the beginning of the second half proved to be pretty pivotal. Or it would have been a touchdown game, basically going into the final you know five minutes of the game. Uh, so anyway. I was disappointed with the second half, but I, ch- I choose not to dwell on that. I choose to say, yeah. hey, we came out. We showed, just like you do with OU, we showed fire. Um, Rocket Sanders is just a special talent. 232 yards, three touchdowns. He's not getting his due. He's on a, you know, he's on a five-loss team, so he's not getting any kind of Heisman talk or anything. I get it or any kind of Dope Walker Award talk, but he's – He's big time, man. We're lucky to have him. KJ had a good night. His yardage was not much, but it would – I mean, it was 168 yards. But he had three touchdowns, and he was efficient. He was healthy. You could tell he was healthy. It was great. Drew Sanders played a great game. So, anyway, I mean, Ole Miss looked uh, like they wished they were somewhere else. It was cold. It was like 20 degrees. They looked like they hated their life outside of Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans, which that's the only, only bad part, Jordan, is, I mean, you know – I look at the stats again, and they just they're eye popping. You know, uh, Ole Miss, you know, absolutely dominates with seven hundred and three total yards. They outgained us by two hundred yards, Jeez. still lost, and they had four hundred and sixty three 
rushing yards. I mean that that that's painful to me. That but is, anyway, that, that is eye popping for that sure. That's eye popping, you know. And don't get me wrong, Judkins is is big time. Of course, we know Zach Evans is too. But it's a win. We're bowl eligible. You know, we're looking forward to to facing Oklahoma and Houston. We're looking forward to it. It's <laughs> going to be exciting. It's going to be a tie ball game. We're all going to go out for a pizza party after the game. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Pizza <laughs> to high C, baby. Yeah. Ca- Capri C. Sun, maybe. You know. Yeah. Oh, maybe. We, we well, may hug. We may hug after it. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Obviously, you know, regardless of how both games ended, OU, Arkansas both won, um, yes. Yes. which is, again, their sixth win for each of them. They're both bowl eligible. So they will not be joining the I'll be home for Christmas list that we're working on. The, but the Aggies are not alone anymore. We had nope. Two, we had two join them. West Virginia, who got beat pretty handily by Kansas State this past weekend at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Iowa State with a tough loss to, at home as well to Texas Tech, who is also now bowl eligible. Right, um, right. But, yeah, the Mountaineers and the Cyclones will be coming to the Aggies' Christmas party. Uh, they will be the only attendees from the Big 12, as the rest of the conference is now bowl eligible. Yep. The SEC, though, we still have three teams that have a little bit of a chance. Um, yeah. yeah. All looking for their sixth win this week, Drew. We have Vanderbilt no. against, against Tennessee. We have Auburn against Alabama. And then we have Missouri against Arkansas. So... I, I don't, no. I don't like any of those three teams' chances, but they're still alive. Jordan, I just picture like Jimbo, like he he he's already at the party and he's 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 making these invites out to the other people and like Vanderbilt and Auburn this week. They're like, no, we're not, we don't want to come, you know. Or they get or they get Jimbo the whole, yeah, hey, we'll be there. We're gonna be late, you know. We're gonna be late to the party. We're gonna be late to Christmas this year. Not yeah. quite who, there yet. who would have thought Vandy would have been late, though, Drew? Yeah, I know. Back to back wins over Kentucky and Florida. Who is this team? Yes, yes. And I mean, I guess we're kind of we're kind of jumping into this now, but you know. stock up, yeah, stock, stock up. up on Vandy. We'll start. Yeah. They deserve to go first. Back to back SEC wins after what, what was it, twenty six in a row that yeah. they lost. Stock yeah. up for Vanderbilt. Well, and hey, listen, listen, SEC teams currently. Win streak of at least two games: Georgia, <laughs> LSU, and you guessed it, the Vanderbilt Commodores. <laughs> so, hey, I like that. I like fantastic, that. dude. Fantastic. Hey, I'm happy for him, and I, I think Clark Lee is a great coach. And uh, you know, hey, the good news is they play Tennessee at home this weekend. I'm sure the the tens tens of fans that will be there in Vanderbilt attendance will be rowdy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, there may not be anybody there now that Tennessee uh, Tennessee lost last week. But uh, but anyway, hey, good for Vanderbilt, good for Clark Lee. Stock up on Vanderbilt. And leading into that, Jordan, you know, staying in the SEC, I hate to bring up a, a sob story, but, man, uh, you know, stock down to the, for the first stock down for the Tennessee Vols in this season because, man, I don't know what they did to Spencer Rattler, but he came alive. You're not Saturday lying. Night. They were talking about his mama, I guarantee it. <laughs> I mean, six touchdowns. He was counting them out on television, which made me mad. Uh, but, uh, you know, just unbelievable performance. And I hated to see Hennon Hooker go down because he's an unbelievable yeah. talent, unbelievable leader. You hate to see a guy, a leader. You know, that's when sports are not fair, honestly, when, it, when, I, it, when I, the I, best I player goes down. And, well, and, and, but to yeah. clarify, Drew, for those that didn't watch, I mean, his his injury did not have any have yes. any impact on this game. They were already smoked by South Carolina yes. at that point. Yeah, and I think that's important to note because a lot of times you look at it like, oh, well, their best player got hurt. No, this game was over. I mean, they, what were they up by? Like two touchdowns at that point. I mean, they no, were already. It was, it was more than that, I think. But yeah, I mean, I think it was fifty six to thirty five or twenty eight or something. Mm-hmm. It was it was not it was not close. But yeah. I mean. You know, at this late stage of the season, Drew, you, we think that we know who teams are, or at least I thought we did. This is one of the biggest upsets in my eyes. I, I yeah. not because not only was it an upset, South Carolina offense has been atrocious all season, and all of a sudden they are world beaters, and they, I mean, they blow out a Tennessee team that both you and I thought was very good. Yeah, I still can't figure it out, and I've, I've rewatched some of it and. 
They just had a great game plan. And Tennessee played tight. They played really, really tight, especially on defense. And Be- um, Beamer ball, baby. Beamer ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I'll give it to him. I mean, for all the criticism that he took, Spencer Rattler, um, man, he performed – uh, unbelievably. So, yeah. Well, so, stock down to Tennessee. I hate to say that. Stock down to Tennessee and obviously stock up South Carolina. Seventh, sure. seventh win on the season. Um, huge, huge win. I mean, that's for any coach. And again, you know, Shane Beamer just starting out at South Carolina, second year. Any coach that wants to build a program, you have to have that big upset win. And, and this is, this is definitely it for them. So we'll, yeah. we'll see if they can roll off of it, but huge yeah. win for them. So, yeah, I, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah. I, I think we can agree, stock up for both Oklahoma and Arkansas. They both picked up ranked victories to get sure. the bowl eligible. Um, sure. I, I'll also give a stock up to Texas. Uh, very easily you could have seen Kansas play and stay right in that game, and Texas didn't even – they had none of it, and they just dropped the hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll I'll stay and give – you know, it's going to seem kind of funny, but I, this was my upset pick last week, so I've got to give them a stock up. But I, I'm going to continue to give Auburn a stock up. Even though it was Western Kentucky, you know, I still got to give Cadillac credit, man. I mean, these guys are playing hard for him and and uh, playing well. And so – and, I mean, they, this was a game they could have easily, easily overlooked. And uh, they're they're rolling. Hey, they're playing for, playing for bowl eligibility this week in the SEC. Big, big, big stock down. For Florida, I mean, yeah, you know this team, Jordan. I mean, this is what if you're Napier, you're pulling air out because you have weeks, you know, like against South Carolina where they look like they're just on fire and they play well. Then they go, you know, play Vanderbilt, a game they should win and continue to move on and make steps forward, and they play terrible. And um, it was just, it was just disappointing. And well, and, to a, and they to were a dominated. Quarterback. Yeah, they yeah. were dominated a lot of that game by Vanderbilt. So, yeah. yeah. Yes, they yeah. were. Ugly. They were. They were. Two backup quarterback. Again, again, Mike Wright. You know, I I mean, I know A.J. Swan is good, but, man, Mike Wright, backup quarterback. I mean, he's responsible for two straight SEC wins. Man, put some put some respect on the name, man, for Mike Wright. I mean, this yeah. guy, he's done well. He's done well. But, yeah, I, I agree on the, on all your uh, – Stock up, stock downs in the SEC and the Big Twelve both, but um, you know, and, I, and I'll give TCU the TCU Baylor game was tough, Jordan, because both those teams played so well. But I'm going to yeah. continue, continue to give TCU a stock up because they continue for to win great games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fair. I, I, and you know what? I'm going to throw in a team that actually did win. I'm going to give a stock down to, but you know, I hate to do it because my family, but A and M, my gosh. It, it was UMass, Drew, and I know that there was some rain and and everything, but it's UMass. I mean, you're talking about possibly the worst team in the country, mm-hmm. um, number one team on ESPN's bottom ten going into this into this past week. Uh, I mean, that that's a team that's only got one win, and it was over FCS program Stony Brook. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I don't know. <sighs> it concerns me because I had I had considerations of. Picking A and M to upset you uh, LSU this week because I don't think LSU's that oh. great, but man, I, I, I the Aggies look like they've just given up at this point. I mean, you saw—I don't know if you saw the pictures of the crowd at the game and stuff. Obviously, oh. I shared a bunch on social media, but you know, I didn't know when they talk about the twelfth man at Aggie Field. I didn't realize they were being literal that there were only twelve <laughs> men. Oh, hey man, you know if you're a fan, you got to be just crying because there's guys. Already announcing, you know, the transfers, they're transferring. And then I love the tweet, the text you sent me today about, you know, and I'll read it, barring any major developments, Texas A&M is on pace to sign to, uh, is on pace to sign a recruiting class without an offensive skill player for the first time in the modern recruiting era. So I don't even, I don't don't know know how that's possible. I don't even know how you field a football team at that point, but um, hey, you know, Jordan, I keep saying every week, I, I don't know how Jimbo survives, no matter the price tag. I don't know how he survives. But it, it's getting it's getting to be historical at this point, how bad it is down at College Station at this point. It's bad. It's bad. And, and at this point, I, I don't think I can pick them to, uh, to upset LSU. Yeah, so. don't think so. Don't think so. Don't any think any so. more stock ups and downs, Drew? I'm good. You know, SEC played okay. cupcake schedule, so let's, yeah, let's move on. Since since I'm, we're, we're talking about it and it may be beating LSU, which I don't think is going to happen now, but uh, that'll lead us right into our uh, Ask the Librarian segment for the week. 
it's time to ask the librarian. So this week on Ask the Librarian, we have the question of TCU, Ohio State slash Michigan, USC all went out. Then LSU beats Georgia in the SEC title game. Who gets the last spot? Drew, I'm going to let you start us off because this is a tough question. So I'll let you <laughs> I'll let you ramble on trying to figure out what your answer is. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give credit to a faithful pod listener out of Jonesboro, Arkansas, for this question. Thanks for a, a tough question. Uh, he asks a lot of these tough questions week to week. But I don't even like this question because, first of all, I don't even think this scenario is going to play out, but I guess it could. Um, it's funny because I just got done watching the college football playoff selection show, and they were laughing because Clemson's at number eight. And it's like, how in the crap can Clemson, Clemson be at number eight? And, you know, do we legitimately have to think about them sneaking into this thing? I don't think we do, but there's some scenarios where it could happen. But looking at this scenario, you know, it's very possible that TCU could get that done. I mean, they play Iowa State this week. Should be a win. And Kansas State game will be tough. We'll see. Ohio State-Michigan, obviously somebody's going to pull that one out. USC, we talked about them kind of before the podcast tonight. You know, they've got Notre Dame this week, tough game. And then they've got Oregon, tough game. But their previous schedule of the year was so soft, I personally can't see them getting in. And then we have LSU beats Georgia in the SEC title game. So, you know, I'm an SEC homer, and, and I may be wrong on this, Jordan, but, I mean, if LSU wins the SEC championship, are they not a shoe-in for the playoff at that point? I mean, am I, am I, am I wrong in thinking that or, or what? You, you're I thinking mean, if LSU beats Georgia, they're in. I mean, is, they're is the that, I mean, it's the best conference. I mean, I'm, I'm not being biased. Oh. Right? Not, not, not <laughs> a, I'm not not on a funny note, but, I mean, LSU wins, you know, from a competition standpoint, the best conference in America. Shouldn't they be a shoe-in for the playoff at that point? I mean, and, and I'll ask you this, too. They always say how, you know, playing your best ball at the end of the season matters the most. Well, if LSU goes the, that far and wins that many games and wins the championship, they're playing the best ball of probably – anybody at that okay. point but and i think the the way this question was originally worded drew is lsu who gets the last spot between lsu and georgia right. so i'm gonna start there absolutely not yeah i don't care if lsu does beat georgia in the title game i am not giving lsu that spot over georgia so i, I agree just, with that i agree okay with that. okay so we're in agreement yeah. there i mean again a lot of people like to look at head-to-head and yes if things are considered equal Ed's head absolutely makes that decision. But, you know, when you're talking about a season worth of work, one game doesn't mean enough to me. Yeah, it's yeah. it's what you've done that year, and Georgia's more than proven it. I mean, there's a reason they're number one. LSU's already lost twice at home, Drew. And they've only, they only have four road games, and, and no offense to the Hogs, obviously, but the four road games LSU had, they haven't played well, and they've played lesser opponents. Their four road games, Drew, were – a&M, which they play this week, Arkansas, Auburn, and Florida. None of those are world beaters. And they scraped by Arkansas, Arkansas's backup quarterback, no less. They scraped by Auburn in a game they were down 17 nothing. I, 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 don't, I don't see this even being an issue because I think LSU gets blasted by Georgia in the SEC title game. Um, I just I don't think LSU is that good. And I, I, I would not put them in, even if they beat Georgia. I'd still have USC in front of them. I'd still have the winner of Ohio State-Michigan in front of them. And if TCU goes undefeated, which I don't think that's going to happen either, but if they do, yeah, I've got TCU in front of them. Yeah, so I'll, you know, it may be the SEC homer in me, but if LSU – and, I, and I, I'll be, I'm with you, Jordan. I don't think they're that good, and I don't think this will be even be a discussion um, here in a couple of weeks. But if LSU but who are you did, bumping? But who am I bumping? They all went out. Who are you bumping? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I'm bumping USC because okay. of the weakness of their schedule. And for me, it's an LSU, Georgia, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, whoever wins that, that battle this weekend, and then a TCU if they yeah. win out. I mean, and, I think it's, I mean, you know, yeah. I think it's I'm a thinking. better I think it's a better argument to say the loser of Ohio State, Michigan versus LSU if that if that happens. Because then you you still got a two loss LSU. And then you've got yeah. a one one loss Ohio State Michigan, whose only loss is to, at that point, because again, if Georgia loses, you're talking about the number one team in the country would be their only loss. Well, and so 
you know, we've talked about that, not to go off on tangents, but one of the biggest winners of this past weekend was the Big Ten. I mean, Michigan and Ohio State are in prime time position for yeah. kind of this all to play out. But, I mean, and I hate to go off on tangents here, but, Jordan, I mean, if World War Three happens and, you know, TCU loses, somebody's going to lose between Michigan and Ohio State, LSU loses, you know, God forbid, does a team like Clemson or somebody creep up in this thing? I mean, it, it could be – it could be for really sure. interesting. Yeah, for sure, without I, a doubt. I, I, absolutely, Clemson can get back in it. it it's far from over because, again, you look at it, USC's got to play Notre Dame and then Oregon in the conference championship game. They could lose either of those games. Yeah. Uh, yep. TCU, I, I, you know, after everything TCU's done, I don't think they lose to the bottom team in the Big 12 with Iowa State. But, I mean, they're still not a bad football team. They – Keep in mind, they beat the team that's number one in the Big Ten West right now in Iowa. Um, And and they're the bottom team in the Big 12, but they could absolutely beat TCU. They could shock them. And even if they don't, TCU starts to play K-State, who's going to have revenge on their mind. Um, So TCU could lose. USC could absolutely lose. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan, I don't see – the other side of the conference is so bad that I don't see the winner of that game losing in the conference title game. But – you know, TCU and USC absolutely could lose. Yeah, I could see it. I could no doubt see it. it it's a it's a wild resume deal coming down the wire here. So we'll we'll see what happens. But it's a great question. There's a lot of scenarios that could play out. But uh, for now, that is that is my thought. Obviously, different from yours. Maybe yeah. a little bit of SEC bias going on there. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. Well, and since we're already on that on that note. Let's go right into the top five games of the week, Drew. And let's start with the big one. Number two versus number three, Michigan, Ohio State. Who's the winner? Yeah, man, what a game. Golly, it's going to be a tough one. It's at Ohio State. It's you, I believe. Yep. Uh, you know, hard game to pick. Uh, and really, Jordan, I, I looked at this game, you know, Blake Corum. We don't know if he's going to play for Michigan. That's a huge deal because he's a jack. I mean, he's a, he's a huge effect on their team as a whole. Um, they're being really hush hush about it right now. But man, I don't know what what it is. But when I was thinking about this game, I kept coming back to somehow Michigan's going to pull this game out, and I, I don't know why. But I, I'm going Michigan on this to pull it off on the road to get under Ryan Day's skin again, I'm, I'm picking Michigan to pull this out. All right. Well, I respect your, you know, ability to be wrong repeatedly. And <laughs> so just you said last give week. Give this that's one to me. That's, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the numbers. Last 20 years, Drew, Ohio State is 17-3 and three against Michigan. Yep. And one of those three was last year when Michigan upset them. And it was. I guarantee you, Ohio State has not forgotten that game. I think the Buckeyes win. And, and if Corum can't go, I don't think it's even that much of a I know. contest. I know. So, I'm you, hey, I'm going with my heart. Again, here I go with my heart. I don't here know. we go. Don't I'm know. going with the head, and I'm going Ohio State. So okay. I like it. We need to be different. We need to be I, different. I, yeah. I like yeah. it. I like well, it. it. That's fine, fine by me. So we'll see if we're different on the next one. I doubt – well, you know what? You're biased. We might be different. So keeping on that rivalry path, Clemson, South Carolina – I know you don't think much of Clemson and South Carolina's in the SEC. Who's your pick? You know, and I, I've, I've made it pretty clear. I'm, I'm not a huge Beamer fan. Um, I think it's smoke and mirrors. I still think that way, honestly. I, I think I, I kind of think Saturday night was a was a fluke a little bit. We'll we'll find out and see. But uh, this will be an interesting game. Um, you know, South Carolina's gonna be jacked. They got a lot to play for for sure, especially after uh, beating Tennessee. Um, Golly, I mean, how wild would that be to see South Carolina beat two top ten teams uh, in, in in two weeks? Yeah, right? it could and happen. So, I mean, they, they're in the SEC, Drew. Yeah, it means so, more. And I just said what I believe can never happen. So Clemson wins this one. No way, no. South Carolina. No way, South Carolina beats <laughs> two top ten teams in two weeks. There is. I mean, and listen, I don't like Clemson. They're not good, but I'm telling you, there is no way. That South Carolina and they would have to repeat their performance from this past weekend to beat Clemson. It's not going to happen. Yeah, um, I, I know you don't like Clemson. I I do like Clemson. I think they need a quarterback change. Uh, I think they're a top ten team, but that's about it. I don't think they're a playoff caliber team this year. Um, 
but they're they've got more than enough to beat South Carolina. So I'm I'm taking Clemson as well. I was hoping I could go to you into taking the <laughs> taking the game Cox, but it didn't work. Can't do it. Can't do it. All right. Uh, continuing down that rivalry path. USC Notre Dame. One no. of the oldest ones. Yeah. This one I'm just glad this is a game this year. I remember last year this game popped up and it's like, oh yeah, what a what a what a snoozer, you know. Yeah. I mean, because nobody cared about it. But anyway, Old rivalry for sure. Um, I, I'm excited to see this one. I, I'm finally excited to see USC, you know, consistently play somebody here back to back weeks. Uh, I guess you could say that with UCLA, but um, this is at the Coliseum. I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm picking Notre Dame in this one, honestly. Uh, I, I think our boy Marcus Freeman's going to pull one off. They've been playing some good ball here lately, they've been blowing out some teams. I do not believe in USC. I do love Caleb Williams, but I just think they're they're. I don't know. I just don't think they're as good as advertised. And uh, I think this will take care of some of that playoff talk this week. Notre Dame wins it in a close one. Yeah. I, I you know what? I can't keep picking against Caleb Williams. He just keeps <laughs> winning. And, and so surprisingly, Drew, I'm going to go against you on this one, and I'm going to take USC as much oh, as I can. Oh man! Somebody said, "Over, take this man's temperature. He's got the flu." Somebody I check know. on him. I know. Well, <laughs> let's uh, let's hit a, uh, I guess, a rivalry game. Probably not one that many people think about or care about, but Kansas K State, the battle for the Sunflower State. You rocking with the Jayhawks again this week, Drew? Yeah, you know what? I, it's funny. You know, I'll shout out to one of our our uh, listeners up in up in Kansas, uh, who's a huge K State fan. Who, thank you. He explained the EMAW deal to me. Every man a wildcat. Still don't understand. It sounds weird. But, hey, hey, listen, every, <laughs> everybody's got weird traditions. I mean, we wear hog heads and stuff like that. So, anyway, um, it's a woo pick suey. So, I, I, I get it. But I'm not betting against Kansas State again. Um, they're tough. Uh, they're winning some close games. Uh, I love Will Howard. Uh, he, he's, just, he's just playing well, man. And Kansas is just trending the wrong way. Great season by Kansas, but. It ain't gonna happen this weekend. Kansas State yeah. on top. Uh, I've not much else to say about it. Yeah, I agree. I think K State's a very good team. Kansas, man, heck of a year. Um, they're gonna have a tough slide to finish the season, but regardless, very impressive job there. Um, I'm still, I'm taking the Wildcats. So we'll finish with the Thanksgiving night game, which you know, I I texted a, an old Miss buddy and was like, "Thank you guys for playing on Thanksgiving. It gives me something mm-hmm. to watch while I'm having to spend time with family." So, <laughs> you know, we we appreciate it. Um, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Egg Bowl, Drew. Now this this rivalry has been split the last six years. Three wins apiece. Ole Miss has won the last two. Who do you have this year? I love this game, man. I, I love the, you know, from the, from the dog, you know, the, them doing the dogs, being on, you know, the fire hydrant uh, move and all the, the controversy yep. that goes on over the years. This is – and listen, if, if you don't know people from Mississippi, this, this is a an absolutely hated rivalry. It's so funny that this, this game gets brought up because I was talking to a friend this week that his son is thinking about whether to go to Mississippi State or Ole Miss. And, uh, oh, he can't read? Man, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Poor guy can't <laughs> read. But he's an Ole Miss uh, graduate, pretty pretty uh, high-level guy at Ole Miss. An older man said, please, don't don't, don't basically demean your son and send him to Mississippi State. He can do better than that. You know, and it just made me laugh, but laugh because <laughs> the rivalry runs so deep here. But, uh, you know, I'll credit Stephen Hood with this quote, but he said it's funny because Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach could literally care less about this rivalry, and it's so true. Um uh, I personally think Ole Miss is going to look a lot like they did last week. I don't think they're going to look motivated. Um, I think they're going to—they're kind of in flux right now. I don't think this is going to be resolved completely by Friday, by Thursday evening. And um, you know what? I'm taking the Bulldogs in this one at Bot Hemingway, um, which, by the way, is not a very daunting place to play anyway because it only seats like fifty thousand people. But uh, but anyway, Mississippi State wins this one. Uh, I've always believed in Will Rogers. I'm a fan, and uh, they pull this one out. I don't like where Ole Miss is trending at the moment, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Wow. You know, I, I figured this was a 50-50 game. be a great one for us to split on and maybe decide our season, Drew. But instead, I'm going to ride with you. I've got to say sorry to my buddy, my buddy Ricky. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the dogs. I think Mississippi State's better 
path right now as far as the season goes, and I think they knock off Ole Miss and 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 win the Egg Bowl this year. And we could so. we could easily be wrong. I'll say this: we could easily be. I could see this going the other way. But I, I could see Lane Kiffin rallying the troops. I could see it. I could see him signing a contract extension by Thursday and making us look like idiots, and then being yeah. fired up. But right now, as it stands, Tuesday evening, I'm not seeing that. And, well, uh, and especially yeah. when you've got you've got that hanging over your heads if you're if you're Ole Miss as well, wondering is our coach going to be here? It's just an added distraction. Um, so we'll see. Yep, I'm but with you. Let's let's stick with the food, Drew, and go from the Egg Bowl to the Apple Cup. Because mm. my my upset of the week is in the Apple Cup, Washington State over Washington. I like it. I like it. Really, really got? stretching out there. Really stretching out there. I know. I know. I'm yeah. going in the Pac-12 world. <laughs> I think all of our listeners just fell asleep. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I hear, I hear him yawning. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone on here will be tuned into the old Apple Cup. Uh, so, uh, you know, I told Jordan this before. Uh, I, this may seem crazy, but and it makes me sad to say this because I, I was a. T- I, I still am. I'm still a. T- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I've been, a T- I've been a Tennessee fan all year, but yeah, I, when morale goes south, Jordan, it goes quick. And uh, man, when vibes start flowing, they start going downhill pretty pretty fast. And when you don't have your leader, not good. And Hinton Hooker's gone. Joe Milton's under center at this point, and I don't believe in him at all. Uh, he can throw it really far. You just don't never know where it's actually going to go. Um, and so I, I don't. I don't like it. It's in Nashville, which means nothing because there's no home field advantage there. But Clark Lee's got a lot to play for, man. If they could make a bowl game, Jordan, this would be enormous for this program. And so, oh, absolutely. I, I just – I think Vandy can do it. I'm picking the upset. I think Tennessee is going to play uninspired. And uh, the season has – sadly, the dream season has ended for Tennessee. Yeah. Vanderbilt, Commodores, they take the game on Saturday. You know – I don't, I don't hate that pick because I think Vanderbilt's got a lot to play for. Tennessee's got very little to play for. I just – I don't think they're going to have quite enough to get it done. But I, I sure don't hate Vandy plus 14 points. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's – yeah, it's a good bet for sure. Well, we've, we've talked about a lot of these games. Um, but let's, let's kind of get to the preview for the few that we haven't on the Big 12 SEC for this up, for uh, this upcoming week. I can shoot the last week of the regular season. And by the way, it makes, makes me sad. Right. This, this is, this is dubbed a big week, right? I mean, this is, this yeah. is dubbed. I know, you know, Bedlam was last week, obviously, but this, this is a rivalry week, man. This is a big week. Uh, teams are starting to make their plays for bowl games. I mean, things are starting to line out. It's a very busy time of year. And so this, this is a huge week and exciting week ahead, Jordan. Well, and what, what I really like about it is that they spread it out because we get Ole Miss, Mississippi yeah. State on Thursday. Then on Friday, you get Arkansas, Missouri. You get Florida, Florida State. It's it's a nice spread. I, I'm all for more days of football. So, yeah, yeah. you know, again, oh, yeah. we talked a ton about the Egg Bowl. Arkansas, Missouri, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, Drew. Because, uh, again, Missouri's going to give you everything they've got trying to get bowl eligible. But I think the Hogs, especially after this past week, they're they're back on the right track, and I think they roll. You know, this this is kind of a sneaky rivalry game. I mean, I'll be I, as an Arkansas fan, I tell you right now, I can't stand Missouri, and I can't stand Drinkwitz. And he said it this week. They even had their senior day last week because they wanted to focus on getting this trophy back this week. So it's a big game, and we never play good up in Columbia. It's just kind of a miserable place to play. I think it's it's a huge game. Um, I think both teams have a lot to play for. I think we got a healthy KJ Jefferson, and uh, I will say this though: it, it looks like the Hogs may be without Bumper Pool, um, who's just been battling the last four or five weeks, and he he is to the point where he can his hips and back are are pretty messed up. So I, I don't. Well, then Drew, I guess we got to get into Florida, Florida State on Friday as well after the Arkansas game, and. Uh, you know, Florida State really has been impressive this year. They've they've been a train wreck the last few years, but they they've got it rolling right now. Yeah, they do. It's be a good game, man. Sneak another sneaky good game. And so, um, man, they got to be happy with Norvell. It sure seems like uh, Jordan Travis is, is coming on. So I I think Florida's trending the wrong way in this one. Florida State is trending the right way, and it's at home, so that doesn't spell good news for the uh, the Gators for sure. Yep. Agreed. 
Well, and speaking of not good news, Georgia Tech's got to go play Georgia. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't I think a whole lot needs to be said about that one. Yeah, it, man. The only thing I'll say about this game is Georgia did not have a night game one time in Athens. SEC, we got to do better, man. I mean, you know, night games were just different, and uh, Georgia didn't get a night game. That's sad. South Carolina, Clemson, we talked about it. Louisville, Kentucky. Um, Louisville, sneaky, gets into the top 25 this week. Uh, pretty funny there. But, uh, you know, I don't know. Kentucky, man, they they just sure seem like they're, they're heading the wrong direction pretty quick. This is kind of a snoozer game to me. But uh, well, I don't know, Jordan. What do you think about that one? Well, I don't want to – you know, I, I don't like where Kentucky is right now. I don't think they're a good team. I don't think Will Levis has a lot to play for. I think Louisville wins. Um, spoiler alert, this will be on my big three bets and not in favor of Kentucky. So, yeah. we'll get we'll yeah. get there in a minute. Um, yeah. I, you know, I'd like to say this next was the big game because it's the Iron Bowl. But, you know, again, Auburn's five and six on the year. Do they have what it takes? Does Cadillac inspire enough confidence to rally the troops and win at Alabama to get bowl eligible? Yeah, they'll be jacked up. They'll be fired up, but it won't be enough. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's it, it'll be it'll be an inspired performance for sure, which is great to see. But um, there ain't no way, man. Well, there ain't no I, way. And I'd say the same, but, you know, last year I said the same thing. Auburn was terrible last year. Alabama was actually – much better last year than they are this year. And yet Auburn had that game one. If their running back doesn't run out of bounds there at the end of regulation and they're able to run another 40 something seconds off the clock, Auburn wins that football game. Um, So crazier things have happened. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I'm not picking Auburn, but I think they, I definitely think they can keep it closer than 22 points. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. Then you got LSU and A&M. We've talked about that one. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll have a couple fans there. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that I, goes. I, I think a And M packs the stadium, um, fan wise. I, I just, I, I want to pick the Aggies in the upset because I think, I mean, they definitely have the talent to beat LSU. But at this point, it sure, after the UMass disaster, it, it sure looks like a And M is just completely thrown in the towel on this season, and they're ready to just get it over with. So yeah. I, yeah, you know what? The only thing though is. And I read a quote this week. They could play the spoiler here, and boy, that that would be that'd be a way to go out. You know, and it so would. I, I but my my issue is you got so many guys that are being rumored to hit the transfer portal from A and M that uh, do they just completely throw in the towel and be like, no, we're just going to phone it in, get the season right. over with, hit the portal, and figure it out next year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you can see it. You can see it for sure. But well, I, we'll move over to the big boys and talk Big Twelve for the week. The big boys. The big boys. Yeah, the big boys. The no longer fighting for bowl eligible OU and Texas Tech. Both already gotten to six wins. So, Damon Lubbock, uh, you know, who knows what you're going to get from one of these two teams. They, they've they both been very up and down. I think it'll be more of a defensive battle. Um, Over-under on that game, 64, and I definitely like the under there. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, we'll see. Um, we talked about Kansas K-State. Uh, Baylor, Texas, another Friday game, which again, I love it. Yeah. And you get football all day on Friday, basically, as well. So I, you know, I like the Bears to, to at least keep that game close, even in Austin. I think it, I think Baylor came up just shy against TCU. They've clearly got the ability to play that high. Um, and they've, they've trended better down the stretch of the season. Yeah. This will be a good game. And, uh, you know, maybe two teams at the record doesn't indicate who they are necessarily, but it'll be a good game. West Virginia, Oklahoma State, that, that could be another sneaky good game. Uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, boy, Oklahoma State sure seems like they're they're packing it in for the year. We'll see what happens yeah. in that game. Um, we talked about Iowa State, TCU a little bit already, and then Kansas, you know, Kansas State. You okay. know you want to pick the Cyclones there. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm telling you, man, TCU, team of destiny at this point. Would that not uh, be fitting, though? They make this great run through a very strong Big 12. You know, just a gauntlet of teams. And then they lose in the final week to the worst team in the conference. That that, that would, you know, that would be very TCU of them. And that's the hardest part about the playoff, Jordan, is, you know, you lose a late game like this game, and you're done. You know, even, even even with no losses, you're done. 
you are. Yeah. And so, it, you know, it's hard to lose games at the end of the season versus middle or the beginning of the season for sure. Yep. No, that's fair. Well, let's, uh, we'll move on to the big three bets so we can at least get you people paid for, for your time and, and listen to our podcast again. Like I said, I'm 15 and six on the year against the spread. And again, I only bet big 12 SEC games. So sticking with that, I'm going to, you know, make one, one that'll make you happy, Drew. I'm going to take the hogs minus three at Missouri. I like Arkansas like to roll there. I, I, I think Missouri is going to pack it in for the year as well. Um, game we just talked about, Baylor at Texas. You're getting eight and a half points with Baylor. I think they absolutely keep this game to one score. I don't care. I think that spreads a little bit higher because of what Texas just did to Kansas. Keep in mind that is Kansas and not Baylor. Um, Dave Arand is going to have that defense ready to go. So eight and a half is plenty of points there. And then final one, Louisville plus three at Kentucky. I, I think Louisville wins the game. So you're going to give me a field goal. I will definitely take it. But those will be the final three bets of the of the year for me. So after another two and one week last week, uh, you know, obviously 15 and six overall, but we've had only one losing week in the last, I don't know what that is, seven weeks, I guess. So let's, uh, let's keep the money rolling. Keep it rolling, man. Keep it. Listen to this man. Listen to this man. Come on. <laughs> so, well, Drew, last week of the regular season, rivalry week. It's a great week. Um, man, very thankful for all of our listeners, like we said earlier. So enjoy the games and enjoy your family this weekend and appreciate you listening. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Enjoy, uh, like I said, Thanksgiving with your family and also share the pod with your friends when you're sitting at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Let, give them some goodness. Give them some goodness. Have a great weekend.